Welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully. This is a podcast to elevate teacher voice. In this program, you will hear teachers sharing their journey into this profession and their ideas for education. I'm kicking it off Teacher Appreciation Week, which starts May 2nd. This is about honest, vulnerable, inspiring storytelling. It's a time and a space for teachers to share their ideas for the future of education. Teachers are beautiful beings who give their heart and soul to their community. They're innovators, they're inspirational, not only to children, but to the people around them. And they deserve to share their voice. So welcome to The Teacher's Story. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully, the host of this podcast, which is kicking off for Teacher Appreciation Week. Uh, The motivation behind this podcast was to really elevate teacher voice, um, share my own story for this uh, kickoff episode, but really the rest of this uh, project is interviewing teachers from all over uh, the country, some near and dear to me and some new connections, and to uh, elevate their voices. I think teachers have wonderful ideas. I think uh, their stories matter and could really shape society. So I'm hoping this This uh, podcast will be um, honest, authentic, beautiful. Um, There's a human connection to it, but also a place where there's inspiration for how we can better education in America. So I'm going to first share my story today, um, and then we will start with our first interview um, this week for Teacher Appreciation Week, and I'll have one interview a week leading up to uh, the end of the school year mid-June, and maybe we'll see where it takes off from there, and there'll be more uh, interviews and other guests that appear in the education world um, past that point. We'll see. So uh, this is called The Teacher's Story, and my tagline is, we have emerged from our cocoons to inspire the world with our gifts and stories. And I use the word cocoon and have the symbol of the butterfly because I really see the pandemic as a place where I felt like I was in a cocoon, and I'll share that in my part four. And then this year of 2022 really feels like a metamorphosis and coming out and being able to spread my wings. And by that, sharing my story, my voice and other teacher voices. And I hope you enjoy. So here's my story in four parts. Part one, cultivating community as a child. I was four years old when I moved to Lori's circle. My parents always reminisced about how I went out to the circle saying, friends, friends, where are you? I think about that day and that is my most authentic self. I live and breathe for the community. I was blessed to grow up on a circle where there were kids from so many different backgrounds. I loved playing with all of them. My favorite part of that community was gathering together to ride bikes, sit at my lemonade stand and hang out on our front porch in the summer eating popsicles. Being an 80s, 90 kid was amazing. It wasn't perfect, but I felt like I had this childhood where I could explore and be me. That time in my childhood, I felt like I was the collector of people. I wanted a sense of unity and community, and it's still a huge part of who I am today, about to be 40 years old this summer. I love the sense of play and exploration, being in nature and gathering friends together just to be kids. I wanted to always be this person that gathered people together and allowed ourselves to just be who we are and have fun. Life is just that. It's about having fun and exploration. I never wanted to lose that sense of play and wonder. I carried that with me after college. I went into college knowing I wanted to be a teacher, but not sure what exact field. I first started in elementary and it really wasn't for me. 
I transferred to social studies, secondary education, because I love sharing stories with my dad. The many road trips to Florida where I would stay up with my dad talking about history and geography so he could stay awake driving. And we had a National Geographic library in our house. It definitely influenced me to be a history teacher. I love how my dad inspired me to go in that direction. Traveling to Hawaii with my family gave me inspiration to teach somewhere far away from home. We were coming back from a trip and I sat next to, next to this man who was talking about the teacher shortage in Hawaii. 2004 to 2006 was a huge time for recruitment and I knew I was going to leave my home to teach 6,000 miles away. I never did anything like this, but my heart and soul were pulling me in that direction. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Part two, the power of aloha. I was on that plane coming home from Hawaii in 2004, and I met that man who was from Hawaii. He was sharing with me about the teacher shortage there and how they were recruiting teachers from the mainland. In 2005, Hawaii DOE sent representatives to job fairs and other locations to interview teachers for positions. I went to a job fair at my college and interviewed in Philadelphia for a teaching position. In 2006, I moved to Hawaii and got a position at Waipahu Intermediate School in Oahu. This was the beginning of the most beautiful and arduous journey in my teaching career. I took a leap of faith. I spread my wings to try something new. I always wanted to connect to different communities. The students and teachers I met at WIS changed my life. They still have a huge impact on my teaching to this day. I struggled financially. I learned to live simply, but it was so worth it. It was difficult for me to connect with the community at first, but over time I gained their trust and I was no longer seen as an outsider. I was nervous that I would never be accepted. And there was a time I did receive pushback. I understand why some students felt that way. Here I was, another Halley teacher from in the mainland. In their eyes, I was just there to surf, party, stay for a year or so, and then go on and do my other, do other things. And not sure that I was invested in them. I desired so much to be accepted and build relationships with this community. I love those kids and I respected the hell out of the teachers and administration. These are the best colleagues and leaders I've had the privilege to work with in my career. Shout out to Mr. Randall Dunn. He was an amazing principal and human being. I learned the real meaning of aloha through that community. They were my ohana. I never felt so close to a community that was so different for me. It was November, 2010, and I met with Mr. Dunn to let him know I needed to go back home. It was one of the most difficult decisions of my life. I was in Hawaii for five years and I planned on staying a really long time. My mom was sick. I missed weddings and funerals. The recession hit hard financially and it became increasingly harder to live on my own so far away. I was ready to take another risk and see if going back home is where I needed to be at this juncture in my life. The last day of school was one of the most emotional goodbyes I've ever experienced. My students made me a goodbye video, a poster. I was covered in lays. I cried multiple times that day and so did they. I felt like I was leaving one family to reunite with my other family. I really can't describe that sense of bittersweet loss I felt that day. I left June, 2011, cried my eyes out on the airplane, holding onto the poster my students made me. I, I was scared again, uh, scared I made the wrong decision, scared of the unknown of trying to find a teaching job in a recession. And I was so scared I would never feel this way again. I, I love you, Wiz, and Hawaii. I carry you with me every day. Your aloha spirit is in my spirit, and I try to share that with everyone I meet. I thank you for showing me so much love, care, and authenticity. I made a pact to go back to see my students graduate from Waipahu High School in May 2015. With the help of Susan Marcial, an incredible teacher in person, I got a ticket to attend graduation. With the help of my family that wanted to plan a trip to Hawaii, we planned a family trip for the week leading up to Memorial Day weekend. And I got to surprise my former students at that graduation. 
I felt that connection to community and aloha all over again. My heart was so full that day. I carry that day with me everywhere. These former students have gone on to become incredible, successful adults, and I'm proud of every single one of them. Part three, recession blues to a new path. When I moved back to PA in June, 2011, I had no idea how arduous the teaching job search would be. I was applying to jobs left and right, which mainly were part-time teaching positions. Many were dual roles, social studies slash English. I spent the whole summer of 2011 searching and interviewing for jobs. I couldn't find anything. I decided to go back to school to get my master's degree in education. I started at Westchester University in the MED program. I was working full-time at a jewelry store. I signed up for a substitute work on days that I was off. I worked many nights and weekends in the jewelry store. So 2011 to 2012 was a nonstop work. And I soon was feeling like I made the wrong decision with moving back to Pennsylvania. I was in a deep depression and I felt really lost. I didn't know what I should do. I had the ability to go back to Hawaii and go back to my role because since Mr. Dunn held that position for me, which was amazing. Since I started the graduate program, I decided to see it out. I attempted to work for some other schools and nothing was really feeling right in my heart. I was very frustrated with the job search in the public school system. And by summer 2013, I felt this ping to look at private schools. I did not go to private school. I never worked in a private school and I really knew nothing about that experience. But it was either look at another option or get out of teaching altogether. I really wanted to try to stay in this profession, especially with finishing my MED program. The search in the public school system took over a year with probably hundreds of applications, interview after interview. And I just felt like I was dog paddling. So I updated my resume, I posted on Career Builder, and I uh, applied to Ursuline Academy in Wilmington, Delaware. I applied, I got an interview right away, and I got the job. This position would begin a new path that opened up so many other opportunities and brought me new friendships. My first year at UI was a little bumpy, but I got to teach AP Psychology, which was a new course for me. It was challenging the first year to teach a new course and teaching high school after teaching middle school for so long. After a year or two, I fell, I still fell in love with teaching psychology and it lit me up in a way I have not felt in so long. I felt joy again for the first time in my profession and in my life. And while at UA, I made great friends. And in 2014, I met Kelly Ponte. We connected right away and she's still one of my best friends. Kelly made UA a special place. She made it feel like a home for me. I'm so blessed to have met her and have her in my life. I also had so many opportunities at UA, such as moderating Model UN, being the ninth grade moderator, I took on other leadership roles within the community. It was a place that led me to teaching in China. I was at a local model UN conference in December, 2014. And I met another teacher who told me about her teaching experience in China in a summer camp. She shared pictures and stories and soon after left me with a contact. I decided to apply in January. And by March, I found out I was hired to teach in Hebei International Summer Camp in Qingwendao, China, the summer of 2015. Teaching in China was an incredible experience. It was mid-July and I took a 16 hour flight to China from Newark, New Jersey with so many different feelings. I was nervous, excited, scared, and shocked that I was even in this position. I got to work alongside other teachers from Pennsylvania in the American cohort, as well as teachers in the British cohort. I've stayed connected with many of these teachers. Some I've caught up recently in person and look forward to catching up with many others in person in the future. I love the students and my Chinese teacher who I worked alongside. They were kind and they were generous. Uh, this connection felt very similar to how I felt with my kids in Hawaii. Teaching in China that summer transformed me and gave me a new light. Soon after, I would meet the love of my life and start my journey in building a life with my partner. 
I met Ryan in January 2016, and by April of 2017, we were engaged. We got married in November 2017, and another move would be in place. I moved to New Jersey and tried out a long commute, about an hour, to UA for a year. I knew eventually I would have to try to find a job in New Jersey, especially since we were planning on moving even further away from Delaware. I looked at Morristown Friends School since I would pass that school many times in the winter. And one day in February, I happened to look at their website and saw an upper school history position posted. I applied on a Monday, got a call for an interview a few days later, and got the job in March to start the following school year. It was kismet, just like UA. After so many crazy long job searches, these two teaching positions positions just happened so easily. It felt like it was meant to be at each place. Even though this was not as big of a move from Hawaii to PA, I was very connected to the class of 2020. And when I left in June 2018, it was yet another emotional goodbye. I told the students I would come see them graduate, but you know, of course, it was 2020, so unfortunately, I could not go in person. I love those students and think about them every day. I love seeing them grow into young adults. I'm still very much connected to UA, and of course, Kelly Ponte is a dear friend. She, along with UA, is still very much a family to me. Part four, next level, cocoon to butterfly. In fall 2018, I started at Morristown Friends School and became a fox. Even though it was bittersweet, I was so excited for this next chapter in my teaching career, learning about Quakerism, meeting for worship. It was fascinating. I was taking it all in. I really do enjoy meeting for worship. I had great advisees that showed me the ropes and made me feel part of the community. Everyone was so welcoming and friendly. I taught courses I was familiar with, along with some new courses. I got to collaborate with my department. Shout out to Eliza McFeely. She was like a mentor to me my first year and one of the best teachers I, I worked with there. I really enjoyed working with her in the ninth grade US history team. There were teachers that lived in Philly and we would meet up for happy hour and other events. I felt I was building this new community again. Personally, it was a difficult year for my husband and I when his parents fell ill. We had to see them go into nursing homes and just felt that everything was going downhill. The school year ended with the passing of his mom in May 2019, and it was one of the hardest things that we had gone through together. I tried to be strong in a new job and strong for my husband, and I felt that I was failing at everything. It was the beginning of a time where I felt that I didn't have the strength I needed for me or for others. We moved to a new home in Medford, New Jersey. And again, it was this bittersweet feeling of building our lives together and starting fresh, but at the same time, there was such incredible loss. It was midsummer on my birthday, July 21st, we received that call that my husband's dad passed away. The loss was another gut punch. Highs and lows in months. We had friends and family gather for holidays and for my birthday that summer. And as joyous as it was to have everyone around us, there was this weight of insurmountable loss surrounding us. It was fall 2019, comes around and there's a new school year. And with one year under my belt, and I was also bringing AP psychology to MFS, there was this renewal and excitement in the air. But by late September, my dad went into the hospital for open heart surgery. It was another time for incredible stress and pain on the family. Luckily, everything worked out and my dad made it through. We thank God that he was able to pull through the surgery and continue on. Starting a new job, building a home, the loss of parents-in-law, my dad's surgery, it, it became a lot for me. I already struggle with mild anxiety and I don't deal with stress well. I've worked on that since then, but I didn't have good coping mechanisms at the time and it all became too much on my body. Later that fall, I went to the ER from school after having chest pains. I was nervous since my dad just had surgery and heart attacks and heart disease runs in my family. I went for many tests and checked everything out. 
my doctor and I realized I needed to make a committed effort to work on my stress and anxiety. This is when I started meditation and breathing exercises, which I continue to this day. Not always great at it, but I try to keep it a daily practice. From that point on, I had wonderful plans on the horizon, and I wanted to put my energy into concentrating on that. I was about to co-lead a trip to Europe for intensive learning. We planned a trip to Sedona for spring break. That would be our first trip in three years since our honeymoon. And I had a trip planned to Asia that summer with a friend. So many things were looking up, and 2020 felt like the year of all years. I was so ready for this new year. Early March 2020, the intensive learning Europe trip was canceled. Then all the trips were canceled, intensive learning was canceled, and Friday, March 13th, the lockdown started. Everything changed. It was the beginning of the cocoon. We turned our brick and mortar school into a virtual program in days. The weekend of March 14th, I spent the whole time preparing for virtual school. I worked with the educational technology instructor to help plan some PD for teachers. We had PD on the following Monday and Tuesday, and by Wednesday, we were up and running a virtual program. It was clunky, it was messy, it certainly was not perfect, but we did make something work. Actually for Ryan, Jimmy, our dog, and I, spring 2020 was pretty nice. Virtual school is not fun, and the kids over time hated it, which makes a lot of sense. Being on screen all day and not being able to see your friends really sucks. But having time to take walks, that was the most gorgeous spring ever, thank you, Mother Nature. Eat breakfast leisurely, go to the bathroom when I needed to, take breaks throughout the day, as well as Ryan and I bonded through this time and thoroughly enjoyed our new home together. It made it a really special time. I don't wanna go through that again, but there are things I miss about that spring. It was also a time when everyone cared a little bit more, gave each other grace and connected the best they could. It was a time people tried to be there for others and everyone slowed down. We all hoped we could learn from this time period and take away the good points from it. But even almost halfway through 2022, I can kind of see we all kind of want to get right back to normal. And honestly, the old normal was not the best way to live. We should slow down. We should be kind to one another. We should give ourselves and each other grace. We should take breaks and go on long walks. We should reach out to people we love and ask about how they're doing. We should care about the earth. We should care about community and everyone's well-being. We should have more humanity. Sometimes it'd be nice to get, at least, at least to go back to that part of spring 2020. It was summer, summer came around in 2020 and it felt like ugh, we could take a big exhale for a little bit. And some parts of that summer were really great, but I hate to continue to sound negative, but uh, this was, you know, 2020 to 2021 was not a good time for me, but the summer was really hard. I'm gonna skip over a little bit about that summer and jump to fall 2021 which I peg as the time of the great education experiment. The start of hybrid learning, which if you ask any teacher is the worst thing about teaching in the pandemic, it's pretty awful. Let's never do that again. Note things to take away from the pandemic, hybrid learning. Uh, 2020 to 2021, I was in full cocoon mode. Like, let me be, leave me alone. I don't like a lot. I'm depressed, I'm angry. I don't know if this feeling will go away. I try to be positive. It's not really working. God bless my husband. Seriously, my husband's an angel. Fall 2020, especially before I started up therapy and made the committed effort to work on myself, I was just kind of a mess. November 2020, I started therapy and it was absolute godsend. I was in it for a little over a year, meeting with a counselor once a week. Then it was twice a month to once a month. By December 2021, right before the new year, I had my last session, and we both knew I was ready to begin again and come out of my cocoon. 
Teaching 2020 to 2021 in masks, social distancing, plexiglass on desks, health checks, testing, so many roles, no more real school culture, eating with students who wanted to be with their friends, but they were stuck in advisory. It was hard. It was really sad. It was energy sucking, but we did it and we made the best of it. Overall, the feeling of the school year, I think for almost any school was just to survive. Health was the number one priority, which it needed to be. We had to put everything else on the back burner. There were some amazing times of connection, even with hybrid and on Zoom, since we were all going through our American social justice reckoning of the spring summer of 2020 into the election year. George Floyd, Black Lives Matter protests, election of 2020, January 6th insurrection, vaccine debates, everything, COVID is political, Asian hate crimes, you name it, we went through it in one school year. As a history teacher, we were called upon to have these emotional and very important discussions throughout the year. It was hard and absolutely exhausting. But in those moments, there was honesty and vulnerability, so much learning and growth and absolute grace for one another. I love the way my students connected and cared for each other. Again, I would not want to have any of this happen again, but there is a silver lining and there was so much that came out of that time period. I still can't believe how much happened in one school year. Then the vaccine came in spring 2021. Life felt like it was coming back. We soon thought this pandemic was going to be over by summer. It kind of was. And then, you know, Delta and later Omicron happened. We thought the school year would be much better. And it is now. But fall 2021 was even harder in different ways than the previous fall. Another year of mass health screen checks, testing, politics with COVID, and now the content that we teach, not really at my school, but across the nation, the debacle of school board fights over CRT and COVID protocol that started in June 2021. More demands on teachers, tight schedules, lots of duties, lack of subs and covering classes all the time. And just this feeling of keep pushing through, keep doing more, one day it will get better. I wanted to keep hiding in my cocoon. But I knew I had more work to do on myself, and 2022 was the timing of the butterfly. It was winter 2021 and something changed. Something lit up in me and I realized I had so much more to do. My friend Kelly Page, who is in Australia, was instrumental in helping me see my way. I started an online workshop that I'm still in today that helps me work on myself, setting my goals, connecting with others with similar paths and just working on being more authentic and having peace in my life. Now in spring, I can say that the last four months have been extreme growth and I feel that my wings are about to spread. This metamorphosis is happening. I wanna share my voice, my story and other stories with the world. Teacher voices matter and they can make a huge difference in society. They are the epitome of Margaret Mead's quote, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. I realize that I can't be scared anymore I can't care what others think. I can just be as authentic as possible and live my life that way. If others get it and they want to come into my circle, that's great. If they don't and there's judgment, that's fine. I'm walking in my own direction, a better direction, and I'm ready to emerge in 2022. So thank you for listening to my story. And I'm really excited to kick this off uh, during Teacher Appreciation Week with a series of amazing interviews with some teachers that are very close with me who have so much to share. Um, you know, they're, they're mostly, you know, between 30, 45 minutes, but give it time. These stories are pretty incredible. And especially what these teachers have to share at the end, when I ask them about, you know, the future of education in America, 
and their ideas to make it better. That's those powerful moments in these stories. And I really hope that um, if you're interested, you take the time to listen to them because they, they're beautiful. Um, as far as my ideas for the future of education, I think there is a lot that we can take away from the pandemic. But as long as we sit down and really think about it, we take the time to reflect on what we have been through as a collective and what we really can learn from a really difficult time and even those beautiful moments in the difficult time and how we can bring that into our future. So taking those long walks, thinking about our mental health, getting students out in nature, getting off of devices when we're able to, um, spending time really asking each other, how are you doing? Like, really, how are you doing? I'm here for you. Um, being a community that means coming together and having respect for diverse voices and having an open ear and an open heart and knowing that in order to make things better, you need to come together as a community. It can't be top down and it can't be pointing fingers. It has to be with an open heart, an open ear, an open mind and bringing people together with their diverse backgrounds and listening to their stories and wanting to work together to make a better future because education in this country can be better. And I really see that we can learn a lot from this time and use that as momentum to make it as best as possible. So thank you again for listening to my story. And I hope you enjoy this podcast, The Teacher's Story.